AMSA sees plausible pathway for salvaging Long's unit, but ready to reverse closure deferral if urgent progress is not made. This audio is brought to you by Endress and Hauser, a leading supplier of products, solutions and services for industrial process measurement and automation. Steel producer ArcelorMittal South Africa, AMSA, has deferred the wind down of its long products business by six months amid widespread concern regarding the detrimental impact of the closure on downstream industry and jobs and following consultations with government and other affected stakeholders during which several short-term interventions were agreed. The deferral announcement was made despite AMSA reporting our 1.89 billion loss for 2023, which represented a dramatic a 4.5 billion negative swing from earnings of our 2.6 billion in 2022. CEO Cobus Verster announced the JSE-listed group's decision to close the Long's business on November 28, citing several structural impediments to sustainable operations, and he again warned that these structural constraints had not been removed by some of the short-term interventions currently being pursued during the deferral period. He also indicated that should there be insufficient progress on any of the elements, AMSA would move to reverse the deferral decision, possibly even prior to the six-month period elapsing. The deferral was agreed following meetings with Trade, Industry, and Competition Minister Ibrahim Patel, as well as Transnet, Industry Associations, Organized Labor, Affected Suppliers, Community Forums and Downstream Customers. AMSA reported that several short-term initiatives were being progressed because of these consultations, including engagements with Transnet leadership on improving port and rail service efficiencies to narrow the current cost gap, ongoing discussion with government on its scrap policy, which AMSA cited as a key reason for why its integrated mills could no longer compete, with government's decision not to extend the export ban on steel scrap in December viewed as the first step in addressing what AMSA has described as an artificial cost advantage to lower-quality scrap-based steelmakers. The expediting of demand-side opportunities to improve capacity utilization in the absence of economic growth, including import replacement as envisaged in the steel master plan ensuring the enforcement of trade protection measures, an agreement with key customers to longer-term volume commitments and localization, and working with key suppliers, service providers and organized labor to reduce the cost structure of the Long's business. The JSE-listed group would also apply for an additional working capital facility of up to R1 billion, which could be used to support continued operations during the deferral period. The timing of the deferral is subject to these in-principle agreements being commercially and contractually concluded, Verster said, stressing that there was still a risk that the agreements might not be translated into commercial contracts. These risks were evidenced by the group's decision to proceed with its Section 189 retrenchment talks with Labour in relation to the Long's business, where some 3,500 people are currently employed directly or indirectly. AMSA has also made proposals to its unions regarding ways to contain costs to sustain the Long's operations, including suggestions ranging from retrenchments, to punitive wage decreases for Long's employees, to cost-sharing across all AMSA employees. Versta rejected suggestions that AMSA was being talked into a deferral by government as a pre-election ploy, saying that the group had been convinced during its consultations with stakeholders that there was a plausible pathway for salvaging the business, and that it was, thus, giving those prospects a decent shot. He reported that there appeared to be a genuine commitment from both government and Transnet to implementing the short-term remedies, which could then open the way for the longer-term initiatives required to provide the Long's business with an end game that did not involve a permanent closure of the assets. Long's end game? Work was already underway to firm up both this pathway to sustainability, 
as well as the final operating structure. Verster indicated that the end game could result in all the long sites in Newcastle, Farina King and Arcelor Mittal Rail and Structural, in Emmerleth Lenny, remaining operational, but with a production profile that emphasized far more value addition and with channels to market that, that were re-risked through partnerships with downstream companies. Such a vision would require capital investment, which AMSA also aimed to pursue in partnership with others. Verster stressed that urgent progress had to be made across several interventions simultaneously if the foundations were to be laid for such an outcome, including changes to government scrap policy, dramatic rail and port improvements, as well as demand-side guarantees. The expiration of the scrap ban in December had already resulted in higher prices, but AMSA also wanted the prevailing tax to be abolished to improve the prospects for its integrated operations. Patel had indicated that he was not able to make unilateral changes to the policy and that processes would have to be followed if the current policy was to be overhauled. AMSA is also keen to see significant progress on the logistics, power and crime crises, which were adding significant cost to its operations. During 2023, these abnormal costs were calculated to be a 750 million, a 580 million of which arose directly from the underperformance of Transmit, including its failure to deliver iron ore to Newcastle by rail, which resulted in a five-week shutdown of the blast furnace. The other costs were attributed to ongoing cable theft, a 110 million, and an increase in security costs, a 60 million, to combat criminality in and around its operations. The business had also been severely affected by power disruptions in 2023, with 51 load curtailment instructions received from ESCOM during the year, up from 8 in 2022. The company was, thus, pushing ahead with its plan to invest in a 200MW solar photovoltaic facility, which would be funded primarily by the bigger ArcelorMittal Group, owing to AMSA's own balance sheet pressures. Verster reported that there had been a delay in securing the necessary grid connection agreement from ESCOM, but that progress had been made to secure a contractor to build the solar farm, construction on which could begin in the second quarter.